We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 194 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned for, uh, well, I can't say a, a non-political. We, we try to stay non-political on these these offshoots that we do. But uh, unfortunately, I think this one, I, I don't think we're going to be able to avoid the uh, the oh, political yeah, implications. Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe we can. It's, it's, I, it's, it's, more, it's more just information. I'm not going to side with anybody other than basically I will say whether I found it informative or not and possibly why but um it's taken me a while to assess and um there was a group that came out called ARC actually Johnny where's my manners how are you mate I'm doing fine thank you very much how are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> twitching twitching yes yeah. I, I know this is this is going to be a short and we, we we've both got things but it was just something i asked you if i could put out there there's um there's a group of people um uh it's called the alliance for responsible citizenship arc now on the 30th of october uh yeah it's taken me a a while to get 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 my teeth around it yeah it's a good picture that's jordan uh, it's Pierce. actually audio yeah it's actually audio uh, and he explains what this is. Would you like for me to play it? Well, you can do, and then I'll see what I can, see what yeah, I found yeah. and what I thought. Yeah, yeah no, that's so excellent. This, this is it. That's excellent. And say that, despite our limitations and the magnitude of the task that besets us, that unbeknownst to us, and in a mysterious manner, we have the capacity if we conduct ourselves properly to make the best of anything that presents itself to us, to make the very desert bloom. And that's a different vision than a zero-sum the zero-sum Malthusian nightmare that's been presented to us. Is it, is it not possible that if we each brought to the world what we could bring to the world, and that if we all cooperated in the manner that that bringing forth would enable, that we could still wreak untold miracles? We've done that continually in the past. Could we not have, with all of our technological might and power, could we not have a future of unlimited abundance and opportunity for everyone? Is it not possible that we could aim at that? And is it only naive to presume that that might be possible? Or is it actually a hallmark of courage and faith to say that that is what we could have if we chose to do it? Excellent. What a passionate man. I totally agree with everything he said there. We are so capable if we either allowed or 
can do. It's he is passionate. He is passionate about what he says, and I don't forgive always agree for, with everything that he yeah, says. For, forgive me for saying so, but you know who else is very passionate about what they say? Another organization, Klaus Schwab. Oh God, yeah, but I mean, he makes me itch. It's, it's he just makes me that. itch too. But the but. thing is, the thing is, you do you the the, the rhetoric, the ideals are so estranged to each other. They 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 cannot meet in the middle because Klaus Schwab with the WF sit down there and they spout how the people don't need to know. They should just do as it's told and carry on and do this and whatever. Yeah, and, and people have seen that and they've begun to form a, a pushback against it. I mean, if you if you just look at the social media presence alone of the World Economic Forum, whenever they put something out, uh, and Bruce and I have brought this up before, whenever they put something out, like one of their creepy little videos with their little wooden xylophone, you know, sound track that goes with it or whatever on their youtube page it gets so many dislikes that the algorithms yeah. actually delist it and you never actually get to see it or if they post something on uh twitter or x or whatever it's called now or or facebook or something the amount of of hatred that would go into the comment sections and the replies on it were so great that they actually had to disable all of that stuff so people have actually seen through it it, at least on on average, from what I certain understand, amount of people. But remember, there's yeah, a certain mass amount. of people that haven't. And Correct, but it's a problem. Yeah, but my point is, is that I I believe that they're looking to morph into something different, right? They need to change the agenda. And as you were talking before about the swinging of the political pendulum, this yeah. seems to be it. Yeah, yeah, you've got. Um, well, I mean, uh, one, one of the first things people cried out was, is this going to be a WF 2.0? So you've got WF over here, you've got the arc here. So the only thing is, I had the patience to listen to a lot of speeches. And what I did was I just picked a handful out from different aspects. Jordan Peterson, I listened to one of his. Um, but basically, and but I wanted to know and what their um, the headings were for the meeting. Yes. Just like the WF, you've got um, a sort of closed shop, haven't you? You've got people there, you've got conservative politicians, academics, media personalities, and several other leaders, da 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 total of about 1,500 guests. And then you've got representatives from about, I suppose amongst them from about 70 countries. So there was quite a few countries willing to come along to this and see what was going on. Yes, they do have hand-picked speakers like the WF have got their own hand speaker speakers. You could say um, they're um, hand-picked speakers or uh, an audience of select influencers or whatever you want to call them, policymakers, whatever. But at least it seems to be an opposition. It does, we've yeah. just done. We've just done, had so many years of no opposition, haven't we? There is none. There is no saying against it out in the media. There is nothing out there. We haven't but managed to do it. I mean, their ideas, and I, I put, a, I, I noted a list of what they seem to be. Was the policies must be voluntarily entered into, no mandates, no force. Power should be decentralised, distributed at the most local level possible. Preoccupation with net zero, renewable at all costs. Such, it's you know, it's technocratic and anti-human. They're calling for a rationale. They're going for a pro-human approach to climate and energy policies. They're very critical of uh, centralised monetary policy. They call for an end to the crony capitalism. Um, and, you know, what, what, you, what you would call the theft that's going on now by inflation, 
They're just inflation's going up and up and up. So they're 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 using all that money that is accumulated by the people, the ordinary people that are paying into it to what fund their proxy wars or funnel it somewhere else through an arms industry to keep whatever a frightening aspect they want. So yeah, all of that. There was a variety of speakers. Michael um, Schellenberger, very interested man, pro-human environmental policy, put it up there, put all the information, all the data up about how uh, the corporations, the politicians are misusing climate data. He put up there all the things that we've we've brought out, um, take for, you know, <laughs> all those well, big lines like mass extinction. That's a lie, go through it. It goes as far as, say, pick a country, Australia, the Barrier Reef, and see what they're talking about it and why it's not there. Um, even down to the point of vegetarianism, meat should be a choice. Um, the extreme weathers that they're talking about. Carbon emissions, they flatlined. In fact, they're at a decrease over the last decade. The information was endless. It was a very long talk. He even brought in countries like America, who actually your emissions went down by 20 to 25% between the period of 2005 and 2020 when you were doing the fracking and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah. and the UK, France, he gave them a cheer up because... These two countries have got way down on the emissions things, but also a big negative against solar and wind power. It's not cost effective. It's silly, you know, Howing, but all the data and the, it, it was all there. Very interesting. I could go into so much stuff that he talked about, but people, the idea is just to put this in front of you, go out there. These are still available the talks or the the meeting you can still see it there are several things it's like um these is still on i think you could probably find it even on youtube Uh, you don't have to go down some very strange platform i think it's still out there because basically there's obviously a lot of people a lot of money behind this what worried me most of all is and it's one of the big things is what money is behind this and who have been and you know but i'd like to see where it goes i like to see if it backs up what they say because i mean they had um I found a very interesting lady on there called Erica Commissar. She's uh, a psychologist and she's been in neurology. She was talking about um, parenting, the family unit, community, children requiring a childhood. She went into the educational system. She went into loads of things. These are long talks. These are interesting talks. Very good content. They had a uh, a podcaster, a satirist on there called uh, Constantine Kissin. I've looked at him over periods of time. Yes. He's very good. He had a good straight comedic speech, but he was very heartfelt. He was passionate in what he said. Interesting as well. He's not a silly man. He's not just a uh, um, uh, just a stand-up comedian. He knows his stuff. He came across very well. And of course, you've you showed um, Jordan Peterson. He had a group talk. There was with three other people, and it was a it was about um, people from all ages, effects of environmental issues, the need for humanity. Once again all based around people, all based around uh, the family unit, the the effects of and the fallout for what's been going on. Going off on a tangent, they even had somebody that I had not actually seen before from, um, he was a Japanese artist called Makato Fujimura. Have you ever heard of something called Kintsugi? That's a new it's, one on me. I have not heard it, that. It, no. The art of Kintsugi. Uh, it's like a... 
uh, what's the word? A metaphor, I suppose you could call it, for personal social restoration. It's like finding something that's broken and repairing it and make it better than it was. Um, it's, so it's, fixing it's, something up, basically, is yeah, <laughs> restoration. Yeah, is I know. Yeah, but it's it. a whole process of it. And the Japanese sometimes, term for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, they're very good at that, I must admit. I, they are. Very yeah. interesting. Are. Very interesting. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's you've got to have patience because the Japanese are very alien to some people in the way you put things across, if you know what I mean. So people have a little bit of patience, well worthwhile. Um, one of the most um, worrisome ones that I left to one of the last people that I listened to talk was a chap called Paul Marshall, because he has got a history with money from, well, you know Johnny anyway, don't you, Paul Marshall? Yes, He's, it comes yes. from uh, Soros Fund Management. and Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that Soros might have his foot in this somewhere. I haven't found it yet, but I've, if Paul Marshall said, but the thing is, Paul Marshall openly stood up there and says, yes, you know me as a hedge fund manager. Yeah. And um, as much as, yeah, hated by lots or whatever, but they're able to see the uncomfortable truths within society. And basically his talk was very good. I didn't get to see them all because it was over a period of three days, but um what he actually put in there is about free markets, good governance is required, yeah? Not corporate cronyism, as he put it. But free market capitalism, that's proper free market capitalism, as it was. And this means basically, um, I mean, he did a couple of quotes from people that he, he thought, you know, from before, from history and stuff like that. But one of the most interesting ones he used was um, one, from, <laughs> one from the UK, <laughs> And I, I actually want to reiterate, in, in short, the content of it, basically, because it does sort of mirror image what is actually been going on and is going on. Now, you've heard of the East India Company, haven't you, Johnny? The East India Company? Yeah. That, that has, that I'm telling you, I've, I've heard that name going back a long way. Yes. Yeah, it does. Now, this basically, the East India Company was formed a few hundred years ago. Yes, yeah. that that was a trading right. company a long yes, time yes, ago. Yes, yes, yes. I've and seen it that came in out from books. the UK. They've been involved in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, not very nice. They got yeah, no. they they lost their way a bit. But the point was, it started out as what they used to call a joint stock company, i.e., it pulled the risk. You had loads of people with wonderful ideas. They came to the um, East India Company. They uh, sort of supplied money for risks for people to do things, and off they went. It was basically it was one of the first cornerstones of free capitalism. Yeah. But within a generation or two, but within a couple of generations, it sort of got a bit corrupt very quickly. And I, I'm I'm just gonna I think one of I think one of the things that I remember reading about that they were involved in the drug trade for quite some time, were they not? Uh, well, there's a possibility of that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do I believe I I've seen like, that in a book or two. I wouldn't like to I'm say saying, how much yeah, I'm not gonna drugs say, have been, been, been available within the world circuit. Well, yes, but what, what I'm saying is, is that, that there were a lot of shipping companies, one of which was the Delano Shipping Company that shipped the opium into China during the opium wars. But, you know, again, I'm just 
throwing that out there. It's you know that's yeah, no, no, that's and fine. The British fine. were also involved in in oh, some we, of that as well. Oh, and I do believe, on. I do believe, I'm just saying from a history perspective that I do believe that was one of those companies that I remember because, reading about. Uh, no, the UK, the UK were one of the few countries that got ahead of everybody within this idea of uh, and getting around yes. the world. Yeah. So yes. yeah, our footprint has been there. It doesn't mean, and like I've said before, it doesn't mean like we have to pay for every our ancestors. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's not curve. what I meant at all. No, that is yeah, not. Yeah, no, what I meant. no. Well, no, I was just putting that out. That's just me having a spout. But yeah, the UK has had its footprint in a hell of a lot of stuff in this world. Um, and this came out of the UK. <laughs> but it's incredible. Uh, you, your little island there, you ruled the world for as long as you did. It's incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. We don't stop, you know. We just rule it. No, by you don't. You need to bring points. it back, don't you? Yeah. I, Marty yeah. would make that argument. You need to bring it back yesterday. But back to this, right? Because I I, I was quite interested. In Bengal in seventeen fifty six, yeah, the East India Company, right? You could say they they managed to have the supreme act of corporate violence in history. They had 20,000 soldiers, and they used to enforce all manner of things, not in a very nice way. Now, obviously, this is in India and everywhere, but the thing is, right, eventually, eventually, their power was challenged in Parliament in the UK, yeah? Now, Warren Hastings was one of the governors at the time, yeah, over there. And he was accused of all manner of things. And it was the impeachment of this governor that was put through Parliament. Now, the impeachment failed. And why did it fail, do you think? Enlighten me. I don't know. I can't even hazard a guess. Well, okay. Do we think that a lot of politicians within our own governments have got their fingers in a lot of pies? Oh, of course they do. Pies? Of course they do. Well, many parliamentarians in government, about a quarter of them held stock in this, com in in this company. company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. This actually, I mean, I mean he, he briefly went through it, but uh, it actually went on. This impeachment went on for about seven years, and he got acquitted after that, yeah? So there was a hell of a lot of push, but mainly because somebody had their foot and their little fingers in, in, in the pies of this company. You know, they had money invested in it, right? And this is where the problem lies nowadays, I think. It was nice for him to have a talk. He brought that to light, and I thought, yeah, I know a bit more and how long it went on for. But it was, a, it, it was a good thing to put out there. And then he went into funding and lobbying and how things went on, and then, then he even had a crack at woke capitalism and ESG. No, actually, a very enlightening talk very surprising there are a group of people here and it's much bigger than just them there's loads of people speaking out there but i wanted to pick them because they were from different points of view just to show, tell people go and watch it very interesting if you can get it watch it there's, there's lots of it there's lots of it it can be exhausting so many things but it's available and if they can turn the world into uh, in the uh, into this direction again of community and family and um yeah i'm all for it i'm all for it the pendulum does have to swing back it does have to swing back in a direction and we just got to see hopefully it's not another power grab but yeah that's about it i found it interesting people the alliance for responsible citizenship good title well it is, yeah, it is worth for people to go and, and have a look, I suppose, and make their own mind up, yes? Well, that's what it, that's what we're all about, isn't it? it Bring is. it out there. Go and have a look. You can say, 
Well, you sound like you're on the side. I like a lot of their ideas. I think anybody they'll go see that will come away with, well, I like that, but I don't like that. But that's what choice is about. Believe me, disbelieve me, just have a look. It's if half of what they come up with is achieved, I'd say it cannot be bad. It won't do us that harm. But we'll wait and see. Personal choice. Please go out there and have a look. It's interesting, if nothing else. If nothing else. All right. Well, thank you for the short, and I will see you on the exclusive later in the week. It's been a great conversation, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone, and have a great evening. Bye now.